What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here, aka the Kimura King, aka the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. And in this episode, we will be talking about running a gym, the three month review. <clears throat> now, it's crazy. I am learning exponentially more each month. And um, it's, it's, very, it's a very interesting process. Um, and in the third month of operations, I think I learned the most. The first two months were just a feeling out process. Month number one is like, can we actually make this happen? Then we're like, hell yes. Month number two, can we maintain it? Hell yes. Month number three, all right, time to become professionals. And uh, the amount of obstacles we've run into, the amount of um, fun we've had, it's, it's really, it's definitely worth making an entire podcast episode on. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Before I talk about my gym, just want to talk about yesterday. I competed in Fuji for the first time. Um, so Fuji, the gi company and the mat company, probably the best mats out there. And in my opinion, the best gis out there. Um, they had a tournament and I tried it out. Uh, it was in Allentown, Pennsylvania, an hour and a half away from where I live. But it's a very easy hour and a half. You just go down 80, 287, 78, and you're there. Um, and fuck, did I have one of the freaking toughest weeks, man. Just very, very depressed. To the point where it's physical. Like, just tired, don't want to do anything. Just have a lot going on. And this was the first time in my life where I was competing with a great deal of depression. It was something completely new to me. Usually, I am pumped up listening to music ready to freaking kill someone. I'm either angry, pumped up, or excited. For the first time, I just didn't give a fuck. I was no emotions. I actually don't know what happened to my AirPods. They got stolen. No music. Just completely dead on the inside. And uh, it was weird. Wasn't happy. Wasn't sad. Didn't really have nerves. Like, no nerves at all. Then when I got to the venue, I'm like, the nerves will come. They never came. I got nervous once I found out exactly what time I would be competing. And um, yeah, it was it was very interesting. So I signed up for the black belt division. Um, now, there were I wanted to do adult and masters, but they ended up combining the two into one division um, so there were both people, adults and masters in them who I faced both. And, uh, I was lucky enough that I was able to beat two black belts, freaking badass. And then I beat one other guy. I don't know what belt he was, but then I lost in the finals to a very seasoned black belt. I think he was juiced up out of his mind, but, uh, man, that I got spanked. Uh, I really tried my best with him. But at the end of the day, I got arm triangled, a submission that I really don't get into ever. But, you know, it, things are different when you're gassed and you're fighting your hardest, you know. Um, so I won silver in the black belt division. And then I there was a professional card at the end of the night. 
Um, last time I did the pro card, I drove an hour and a half to Allentown, got guillotined in 30 seconds, drove an hour and a half back. So this time I was like, listen, you got to make this worth your while. I did the day tournament too. So by the time the pro tournament started, I was pretty fucking tired. I ended up beating, uh, I don't know if it was a brown or a black belt. Um, I did really good. Uh, in my matches, I ended up getting to the semifinals and then lost by points to a really tough dude that I could have easily beaten. It was um, 7-8 and I made a dumb mistake and um, and I lost by points. Um, now after that very traumatic, tough day, the next day I wake up and my depression is just fully gone. Which just goes to show that you need to put yourself through struggle in life. And that is what causes growth, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I feel great now. Things went really well. And um, now I wanted to talk to you guys about running my gym, the three-month review. So when you, when you are running a successful business, you need to take into consideration uh, other businesses, right? So what I did, I looked at the most successful businesses both in New Jersey and in America uh, I did some interviews, uh, Tom DeBlas, I interviewed him, he has a very successful gym, Brian Marvin, uh, Hensel Gracie Houston has many successful gyms under him, Jamal Patterson, uh, you could check out those podcasts on Rambling with Rack, but then I also interviewed some privately, and I learned a lot from them, and I, I'm, I've been, you know, adding them, um, one of the great pieces of advice is to add fundamentals classes so i'll be adding my first fundamentals class tomorrow uh, monday january 18th because although i want um although i want to have a competitive school i have to be i have to be mindful of the people who don't want to compete and want to just get in shape and learn self-defense so we're gonna have fundamentals classes it's gonna be slower paced but that doesn't change the fact that the 8 p.m. class is still going to be hardcore. Um, now, one thing I noticed, I noticed the pure MMA. That's actually what got me to start training in the gi, their holiday open mat. Holiday open mat. If you are open on the holidays, you are putting yourself so ahead of the fucking curve that you don't even understand. I was open the entire holidays. We got six new members. We got t-shirt sales, hoodie sales, water sales. Um, gave the gym a really good name. It was overall amazing. Um, squashed some beef. There was this person who, you know, we just didn't get along because they said some disrespectful stuff to me a few years ago. And I just don't fucking like them. I never liked them just showed up to my open mat on an uninvited and um you know if it wasn't for covid i would have just told them to fuck off but i just had to let them train anyway and we ended up just starting to talk again and that was really funny be careful with the holiday open mats because a lot of idiots will come spazzes will come so if you're doing the holiday open mat make sure you're monitoring or having people monitor to make sure no one's getting hurt um, you know, a lot of people think it's about having fun. It is. But at the end of the day, it's about business. So like my friends with being their friends who are already members at a gym, bro, go with him, bro. 
yeah, train with him. I'm like, listen, I am trying to have fun, but this guy already trains at another gym. I'm trying to showcase my skills. My partner's trying to showcase his skills so that people will join. And we did. The people who came in and that we did really well against ended up signing up, and it was so cool. Um, another thing about holiday open mats. Um, try to roll with strangers, not your training partner. So I tell my uh, students, you know, yeah, it's fun training with your training partners, but if you want to compete, you got to see what other styles are like. You need to see, uh, you know, what what other people bring to the table. And it was fascinating. My students who have been training under me for three months were tapping out blue belts. So it just goes to show that I'm doing something right. And I was very, very proud about that. So always be open during the holidays if you want to grow your business. So for those of you who know me, or for those of you who tell on the um, <clears throat> on the podcast, I, I'm, I joke around, but the way I run my program is very strict. I don't want my gym to be a social club. Um, I want people on time. I don't want people taking rounds off. I don't want people dicking around. And I run a very strict show. Um, and I do yell a lot. And people tell me, a lot of people have told me, hey man, you gotta tone it down. Um, you know, especially the the women that come are not gonna want to join, etc. And I'm like, you make a great point, but I don't think I'm 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 willing to budge on my own values to do that. And um, <clears throat> and what happened next was awesome. Um, more and more women joined, but the type that I wanted to join. The badasses that want to compete and freaking go balls to the wall, you know, not like the Instagram model jujitsu people, you know, you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, I remember my third female student who was going to sign up, she comes, she's like, yeah, you know, I really, uh, I really like the vibe here. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. She's like, you know, I like how strict it is and how you guys are really competitive. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. It's like, I kind of really like how you play a lot of heavy metal too. And in my heart, I'm like, please join, please join. And she's like, you know what? I think I want to sign up. I'm like, yes, yes. And that was awesome. And now I have a nice little crew of female competitors. Um, one thing I noticed at other gyms, and it really bothers me, it's when guys roll with women, all of a sudden it becomes playtime. It's like, hey, let's talk now. Let's giggle. When I go with a 120-pound woman, it's the same as if I go with a 120-pound man. I adjust my strength levels. I don't use strength. I try not to use weight. But it's not a game. I'm not playing, treating them just like anyone else. And I feel like that's um, creating a really... That's creating an environment of growth at my gym, and I'm very proud of that. Now, this is a part that I really didn't want to even ever have to worry about, but we're doing a section on deadbeats. Um, so there are people out there that will just straight up take advantage of you. You know, when I started this business, I didn't do it 100% for money. I said, you know, I want to help people. 
I love jujitsu. But at the end of the day, I've got mouths to feed. I've got people to take care of. I've got bills to pay. And this is my life, okay? So when someone tells me they can't pay because they don't have the means, I used to believe them. But then I see that they have enough money for weed. They have enough money for alcohol. They have money to go out. They have money to eat out, but they don't have enough money to pay for their membership, which is very cheap, by the way. Very, the cheapest in the area by far. And, um, and to me, I take that as an insult. It's like, hey, I know that this is what you do for a living. Uh, I'm not going to pay you, but I'm still going to do fun stuff. You'll never see someone go to their mechanic, leave their car at the mechanic and say, hey, fix this car. I'm going to go spend money on weed, alcohol, and bullshit, and I still want you to fix my car and give it back. It will never happen. But for some reason, when you own a gym, people think they could just do that. Um, you know, and I realize in the business of running a gym, the people that I said don't, that here saying, don't worry about it, don't worry about this month, don't worry about next month, are usually the ones that go bankrupt. So sometimes you have to be an asshole. You got to know when to be strict, you know. I've had people that tell me, hey, I can't find a job. But when I find out uh, this job situation, it's just that they, they don't want to do any job that's available. They only want to do what they want to do. And hey, you're asking me to be lenient with you and not paying. But you are not being lenient in the job you want to do. So membership is due on when you signed up and if you don't pay me on that day you cannot come in anymore um that's just i have to treat everyone equally i realized you can't make exceptions um and you know what happened what's really crazy uh when i made that rule the people who said they couldn't pay me um they came in the next day with the money i respect that but then some of the other people they just didn't come back and the ones that didn't come back, uh, it's like good luck taking advantage of somebody else. And good luck in life. You know what I mean? Um, I've had people that I said, yeah, come in once in a while. But then they came every day. And when I asked them to pay, they got offended. And it's like crazy how entitled some people are, you know? Um, I've had several people come in as a guest and then try to bring my students to their school or try to teach that, to poach them, do privates with them. And it made me realize that you have to watch out. You know, I, I have a very positive mentality. I'm like, everybody wants the best for each other, but they don't. People do want to take advantage of you. People do want to take advantage of your kindness. People like to steal from you. People want to take what you have and you have to watch out for that. You can't always be nice. Sometimes you have to be an asshole. The only exception I make um, is for, what is it, two people? If you're an OG, if you've been with Immortals since day one in the summer open mats, if you're one of those guys, then you can come for free. And that's like two people, I think. Um, and those guys earn their fucking keep. They go out of their way to get me members. They go out of their way to help out. You know, they're not just doing nothing. 
they're not just being users, they're being providers, they're helping. And I love that, you know? For those of you who have a gym, sometimes if you see someone who's super popular and who wants to help the gym grow, sometimes it's not a bad idea to give them a free membership, you know? And uh, people that earn their keep should stay. People that don't, shouldn't. And remember guys, one more time, don't say don't worry about it too much because before you know, you're gonna be filing chapter 11. Here's something that I'm very against and I'm so proud that it doesn't exist at my gym. The concept of mat enforcers, bro. Mat enforcers, yeah. I'm a mat enforcer. There's a lot of mental illness in the sport of jujitsu and I and I simply I find it disgusting. Um so someone will come to the gym, right? They'll be a spaz, as a visitor, a new guy. And accidentally, they might hurt someone or they might be going too rough or they might be, you know, just going way too hard. And the response to this at a lot of gyms is for the owner to just get one of their tough guys to beat the fuck out of this guy. Now, the reason this is stupid, counterproductive and just outright. Uh, I don't even know what word to use. I don't want to say criminal, but just so fucking wrong is because 99% of the time, the guy who's being a spaz, going too hard, hurting people, doesn't know what they're doing is wrong. They're new. They either came from a gym where the culture is retarded and it's not their fault. So I've had this a couple of times at my gym. A visitor will come, a new guy will come. And they'll be going way too hard, like smashing a lighter guy. Um, they'll be slamming people. And I'll pull them to the side. I'm like, hey, buddy. Um, so you can't do that because you can't slam people because the mats aren't made for that. These aren't judo mats. I don't want people getting hurt. If you're trying to go with someone lighter, um, don't go too hard. Uh, don't use all your weight. Try not to be too spastic, you know, be systematic in your approach. And so far, every single time that has worked, the person has learned, they never did it again, and we had no problems. God forbid, God forbid if they did, right? If they listened to me and they still didn't, I would politely pull them to the side and say, hey, buddy, I don't think this is the right place for you to train. You know, I, I tried to talk to you about this civil and um, you kind of didn't listen. So I'm not sure if you should train here anymore. That's it. I don't get some guy to go beat the shit out of them because that's the dumbest thing you could do. Because you guaranteed yourself that um, that someone's not going to that he's going to not come back to your gym. Number two, probably not going to change. You've done nothing good. You've only done bad. I don't believe in mat enforcers, bro. Um, and thank God, just talking to people has helped. That's all you need to do. You know, even if they do it again, talk to them one more time and tell them to take the rest of the training session off. And the third strike, they're out. It's that simple. No violence. Um, and, I, and I think more gyms need to start doing this. When I first started my gym, I was going to run my class the way John Donaher teaches his class, which I love. 
So the way he teaches his 12 p.m. class is it's gi and no gi. Left side of the room is gi, right side of the room is no gi. You could do whatever whatever one you want. So that's how I run my Tuesday and Thursday class, and it's going great. Now for my other classes, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, it's all levels. So if you're a bare beginner or advanced, I show a beginner's technique, right? And then I'll show an advanced technique. Now, this was working really well. Everyone was making a lot of progress. And then I found out that I see a lot of the beginners do their beginner technique once and then they move on to the advanced technique. They suck at it. So what happens is that the beginners were just not learning the beginner's technique and not learning the advanced technique and just sucking. So I did a podcast with Jamal Patterson and he said it's extremely important that... Um, you have fundamentals classes. Number one, for marketing, because a lot of people are intimidated to walk into an all-levels class, especially if it's going to be intense. Number two, it's good to separate the beginners from the advanced guys. You would think it's good for them to train with the advanced guys, but sometimes it could discourage them. And he said one of the main reasons he started making a lot more money in jiu-jitsu was by adding fundamentals classes and also adding um, and also adding advanced classes. So I added a Monday fundamentals class at 6 p.m. and it's doing very well. I teach headlock escapes, basic arm bars, you know, how to break, fall, shrimp, etc. And um, people are loving it. They're getting that foundation of jujitsu that you really need to know. And a lot of them are just staying for the advanced class. Uh, a lot of new people that are signing up who are intimidated always come to the fundamentals class and it's doing really good. So that's something I'm going to be adding more classes of. I will always have my all levels crazy competition class, but... I will add the fundamentals class. Now, I thought it was going to be super boring teaching basic ass techniques to people. But at the end of the day, it's actually fun. You know, I had a lot of fun um, because just seeing people enjoying themselves and learning and doing the moves I taught in live roles, that, that definitely made me very happy. So if you're a gym owner, add that fundamentals class. When I first started um, this business, so I went, I went based off of, you know, my last business. I have a tax practice. Um, people come to me for bookkeeping, tax, and, you know, they come once a year for tax season. And when I'm done with their work, I bill them, they pay me. So I'm like, you know what, let's just do that with the gym. And um, I realized that's, that's very different, okay, because... My tax clients, I speak to them once a year. That's not a problem. With my gym, I have to chase down people every month. So on the 15th, whatever day they sign up, the next month I hit them up. Hey, uh, hey, your dues, uh, they're due. Oh, can I get a week, bro? Oh, man, I don't have it. Can I? Uh, can you give me a couple of weeks? And, you know... When I first started this, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to try to be all about the money. I'm going to be a nice guy. Then I realized, you know, people do have the money. They're just fucking, they're just, you know, getting one over on you. So if you don't have money for the gym dudes, which are very cheap, by the way, half the price of surrounding gyms. Uh, but I see you partying, drinking, smoking. Then I'm pretty much, I take that as an insult. You're pretty much saying that I'm a pushover 
and you could just do whatever you want. So I had to make a rule, you know, if you don't pay the day your money is due, you can't train anymore. Um, now, I, I saw a video on YouTube with uh, this guy, Bedros Kulian. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if he's a charlatan or legit, but he had a very nice video on when you don't do automated bull, uh, billing, you are pretty much doing the sale over every month. So someone comes the first day, they like the, they like the class, you have to do your best to sell. You know, explain what you have to offer, how you could help them, and once they sign, that's it. You know, they're part of the they're part of the gym now. But when you do not automated billing, every month you have to go back and resell the gym. How did you like it, etc. And they're like, ah, oh, you know, thinking of taking a month off. Oh, can I pay you later? With automated billing, it just comes out of their account, and you don't have to deal with that anymore. And that's huge. It's a huge benefit, but it's a pain in the ass getting it started. I wanted to try Zen Planner, which is like 400 a month, bunch of other programs, ridiculous amounts of money a month. Um, I'm an accountant, so I already use QuickBooks. I had no idea that you could actually do automated billing on QuickBooks. So I do automated billing on QuickBooks and I do my gym books on QuickBooks, which I already know how to do because I'm an accountant. Yeah. Now, the percentages for this automated billing are ridiculous. I think it's something like two and a half or five percent a transaction. I think that's ridiculous. I think it should be less, but it seems like that's the industry standards. Um, these other softwares like Zen Planner and MindBody, they track attendance. They track how much a student is paying in their lifetime. <clears throat> I don't really need that right now. We're at 40 members. I don't need to do that right now. Um, so I decided to just go with QuickBooks. Um, now, for the future, if you own a gym or any type of gym, I know it's um, I know it's tempting to just do cash or Venmo or etc. But you have to track people down every single month. And that is just a huge, huge pain in the ass that I no longer have to deal with. I have my students who pay me regularly, the OGs, but every the new ones, you got to do the automated billing because I, it just takes way too much time for me. Here are some questions you should never, ever, ever ask a small business owner. I made a list, but before I do that, let me tell you what small business owners want to hear and then I'll tell you what you should never ask them. Um, number one, hey, look, I saw you. Um, you just started a gym. Do you need any students? Maybe I could post. I could. I could. Uh, post your gym on my story or on as a post. Hey, I noticed you started a new gym. Uh, here's a nice wholesaler for geese. If you want to buy geese for your students. Hey, I know this insurance company really cheap. Maybe I could put you in contact. Hey, I'm a gym owner myself. Do you need some advice? So those are cool things that I want to hear. But this is this is the outrageous shit that I've heard from some people. And it's just mind-blowing, man. When they know it's a new business, um, it just started and it's a small business. First question. Hey, bro, can you sponsor me, bro? Um... I am a small business owner that just started. I, I cannot sponsor you, bro. 
And it's not like some ADCC champion. It's literally always a scrub that maybe competes once or twice a year. Can I get free gear, bro? Uh, no, bro. I fucking worked in a cubicle for 12 years to make this dream come true. No, I'm not sponsoring you. Another question. Bro, can I train for free, bro? You mean I'm paying rent, I'm paying bills, this is my life's work. Am I gonna let you train for free? No. Bro, I'll compete and I'll represent your name. Uh, no, man, absolutely not. We uh, Our first free trial class is free, right? So you come in, you don't have to pay, okay? Um, we've had people come do the free trial class. Like, yeah, I really loved it, but uh, I don't know if I want to decide yet. I'm like, uh, okay. And they're like, I need to do another free class. And we're like, uh, well, the first class is free. Going forward, you, you know, we need to be a member or you got to, uh, you know, we require a mat fee. And then they'll be like, yeah, can I just do another free class? And then, uh, sorry, we can't allow that. And then they'll give you like an attitude. Like the free class is to, to see if you like it or not. Going forward is 20. I think that's very reasonable. But man, the people are insane. I've had someone who I told, you know, you could come once in a while. Started coming every day. And I said, hey, if you want to come every day, you got to pay a membership. And behind my back, they said, I'm a professional athlete. I shouldn't have to pay membership dues. By the way, this person wasn't a professional athlete. And um, cases like that, it's just people's delusions are, are, are wild. Like they expect to be given something but give nothing back. And I've been seeing that a lot. These are things I never saw in my other previous job accounting because it's just like, hey, I need you to do this for me. I do it and I get paid. That's it. The last but not least, the question I get asked the most, and it's never by a high level guy who has something to actually contribute. Can I teach, bro? Bro, can I teach, bro? Hey, man, can you pay me to teach, bro? I'm like, I just started a business where there's two of us, there's more than enough people to instruct, why would we need another teacher? Bro, I need the cash, can I teach, bro? And I notice it's not just that, it's like, I like to teach because it's freaking awesome. It's what I've wanted to do my whole life. I've always wanted to run my own gym. But some people, they just enjoy that feeling of, they get a rush from it, like a feeling of power that they get from it. I've had people day one, no jujitsu experience, come in and start teaching my students. I'm like, hey man, you can't teach because you don't know what you're doing. Leave the teaching to me and my business partner. You can start drilling the moves that I taught that you're not drilling. <laughs> it, it, it's wild. And um, the people I get this question from is, is just insane. It's not, it's never someone who actually competes Never someone who won every anything. It's like, bro, bro, you got to let me teach a guest class. And I'm like, man, that, that's the last thing we need, man. We, we have everything. We, we already have that. Like, what the fuck? Last but not least, <clears throat> the most important thing I want to talk about is the rewards. It is, this is something I've been wanting to do since I was a little kid. 
I've always wanted to own my own gym. I feel like it's a lot. It's like a very cliche thing that every jujitsu guy wants to do. I want to own my own gym. But at the end of the day, most, most people just don't want to work a nine to five. They don't actually want to help people. Like, um, I remember I, I was speaking to this gym owner and it was wild. He's like, listen, running a gym, it's not just jujitsu. You got to learn. You got to do things that suck. You got to listen to people's problems. You got to solve issues. You got to, you got to freaking go to tournaments and like, a, like he said a bunch of things that I actually love doing. <laughs> like, um, I like helping people with their problems. I like helping develop people. There, three of my students had drug issues. And because of training, they fucking straight up quit. And that means the world to me, especially since I've had people in my family who have, you know, died from drugs. So these are very rewarding things, you know. Um, I remember I had a student come up to me, a guy who said, yeah, his last coach, when he went to compete, he's like, yeah, just record yourself, bring it back, and we'll analyze it together. It's like, dude, you got to go. If if your student is, is competing, you got to go with them and watch them and support them. What the fuck do you mean video? What the hell else are you doing on a Saturday afternoon? Like, this is your job, man. Like, fucking gym owners, dude. You work an hour... Like, all right, let's say you have morning, noon, and night classes. You're working three hours a day. I'm used to working 14 hours a day in accounting. You're working three fucking hours a day. And you're telling me that you can't go to one of your students' tournaments and coach them for three matches? Then why the fuck are you even running a, a jujitsu school? Like, well, seriously. And, man, um... I love doing what I do. I love coaching people. I literally feel like a freaking Pokemon coach. Like I literally feel like a Pokemon coach. People come to me unskilled, like you're a Pokemon trainer, you catch one, you train them, and then you make them fight in tournaments and win. It's freaking awesome. It's like I kind of feel like I'm a freaking general. I'm taking people who know nothing, teaching them how to fight. And then not only is it helping them in tournaments and, and stuff, it, getting in shape, but their life. I've had two students lose 30 pounds since signing up with me. And one thing, um, little thing how I'm very different is I'm freaking strict. If you don't show up for a day, I'm texting you. You know, and it's because I care. If I just forgot, that means I didn't care. But when I text you and I'm cursing you off, where the fuck you been? It's because I care. Um, and um, last thing I wanted to talk about is funny. I usually get pulled over in person. Hey, I saw you on the Nikki Rod podcast. But it was cool. For the first time, I got pulled over last weekend at Fuji by a Rambling with Rack fan. Hey, I love your podcast, man. Can I get a picture with you? And... I wish I forgot his, I wish I could give him a shout out, but I'll uh, I'll tag his Instagram. That was a very re rewarding feeling that finally my own podcast is known enough. Um, another funny story about the how how a little more notoriety I'm getting. 
one of my friends who trains under me here and there at his gym, which is three states away, uh, put someone in scarf hold and everybody and everybody goes, oh no, he's hitting the camel crusher. <laughs> so that was so cool. It was amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to let you guys know, I love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting me. Definitely reach out and say hi. I always respond. If you want to, if you want to spot, if you want to support the gym, buy a hoodie. You could sponsor one of my students, pay for their membership. Um, we got people donating geese soon. Like it's things are starting to look good, and I'm very happy about it. So, guys, hope you liked that episode. Before I end the episode, remember you could follow me on Instagram at k o o l r a k. You can follow my gym at Immortals Jiu Jitsu. You could follow the podcast at Rambling with Rack. Please go give it five stars on iTunes. Share it with your friends and family. And uh, last but not least, I got the website up, immortalsjujitsu.com. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And don't forget, sultanofstrangles.com coming soon. Hope you guys had an amazing weekend. If you want to come on the podcast or know someone cool who wants to come on, let's chat. Love you guys. Have an awesome night.